everybody! Welcome to another Dev Party! My name is Vanya, and over there is Eric! Hello, everybody! These are... Hey! 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 These are... are <laughs> don't know how to speak anymore. Mini-episodes where we talk about what we shot and develop the film that we shot and talk to you and hopefully give you some good ideas, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe we have a good idea today. Or maybe not. That, that is, that is, that remains to be seen. So, we are developing with FOMA Retro Special. This is a special developer that Ooh. is really only made for the retro pan. And it's something that's really interested me because you it's they say you can develop 100 sheets or what like 25 rolls of film or maybe even more on this one one liter of developer from their kit and that's impressive and i didn't really believe it at first uh, but i've done it and yes you can i don't know why they would lie about that that seems like a really weird thing to lie about it's a really cheap developer it's about eight bucks so there's really not a whole lot of reason to question it. The The Retro Special looks so much better. Sorry, the Retro Pan film looks so much better in Retro Special. It doesn't really look very good in anything else. But you can also develop Foma Pan sheets and Arista, same thing, in it as well. Or not just sheets, but film. And what are you, so what, that's what you're developing today, right? Yeah, I was going to say that um, you can develop Arista and Foma with it. So yes. today I have... Four sheets of two and a quarter, three and a quarter, Arista 100 that I am developing. I have developed it in Retro Special before and have gotten amazing results. So I'm hoping I got something this time. We'll see. Well, I hope you do too. I am doing something a little different today, sort of. I am going to be I'm developing two sheets, both uh, FOMA Retro Pan. Both shot at the exact same thing with the exact same camera, the exact same time. I just, just two, two identical shots. And so what yeah. I'm doing is I'm developing one of them in retro special, mm -hmm. and I'm developing one in what I think is retro special. Let me explain. Um, retro special has two packets. One packet that is a larger white powder, and another packet that is a smaller white powder. And like, well, it's definitely more than two ingredients. So what is this? So I looked at the MSDS sheets. That's kind of the material safety data sheet. And that tells you what harmful chemicals are in these products. And so in one of them, the harmful chemical was sodium sulf... Nope, sodium carbonate, which is soda ash or baking powder, I guess. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But... It's sodium carbonate. It's not horribly harmful, but there is some hazard to it. So it's on the data sheet. And in the other bag was hydroquinine, which is harmful, hazardous, and metal, which is also hazardous. So both of those were in there. And on the MSDS sheets, you will see not the amount, but kind of the percentage. So it said less than 80% hydroquinine and less than 30% metal. So I got it in my head, like, hey, I can probably replicate this. Obviously, 80% mm -hmm. and 30% equal more than 100%. So I kind of split it in the middle. I did 75% hydroquinine and 25% metal. So that took care of that. And those are the developers. Both of those are developers. 
And the other MSDS sheet, I thought, was just sodium carbonate. And so I figured the other bag was just fully sodium carbonate. I didn't see the less than 50 at first. So yesterday, I mixed up a batch, and it looked like flat RC cola. Now, Retro Special is almost clear. It's pretty clear. And so I was a little confused as to why my version of it was looked like, looked like flat, flat soda. So I developed with it anyway. And it stained the negative like, like a pyro developer, like a staining developer would. Uh, but it, it did okay. But it was really, I was really concerned as to why it looked this way. Because the scans, I did one in Retro Special and one in this concoction that I was making. And I scanned them, I looked at them, the grain looked the same. Everything looked pretty identical except for the staining. And so I was really unsure why this was happening. And I, so I put it out there on Instagram. I got a lot of feedback uh, a lot of it really helpful. One person was saying, and I should know who this is, but, I, but I, I'm very forgetful, said that you need a preservative in there. And I'm like, well, they, if this isn't, you know, I thought I was following what I thought was the formula. And there was no preservative in there. So he says, well, it's only going to last a few minutes and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to die. Like, well, Retro Special lasts for months and doesn't die. So well, there must be a preservative in there. I went back to the MSDS sheets and I saw that my mistake was the sodium carbonate was 50% of this one, of the one larger package. That got me thinking that, well, the other 50% must be not hazardous. And so the only, well, must be not hazardous and must be something that looks pretty close to sodium carbonate, which is a white powder. So I needed a white powder that was non-harmful. And that, to me, at first was sodium bicarbonate, baking powder, baking soda. And that's not a preservative. So I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, well, it must be that. And then someone else chimed in and, I, and they said, well, what about sodium sulfite? And I said, well, no, that must be hazardous, right? So I just discounted that to begin with. No, it can't be sodium sulfite. That's hazardous, even though it's preservative and would absolutely fit it. If it's, it's not hazardous, because if it were hazardous, it'd be listed on the MSDS. So as it turns out, I was wrong again. Sodium sulfite is not a hazardous material, therefore it does not have to be listed on the MSDS safety sheet. So I went back to what I was doing, and then I made up a new batch just now, just before we hit record, with 5 grams of hydroquinine, 1.5 grams of metol, 26 grams of sodium carbonate, carbonate, and 26 grams of sodium sulfite. I mixed it up, it is not cola looking. It looks exactly like Retro Special. And so my thought is that I have reformulated or covered, I guess, if this were if this were music, I would have covered Retro Special. And so what I'm going to do now is develop one sheet in Retro Special and the other sheet in this DIY concoction that I've made up and see if they're identical. My suspicion is that they will be. So with all of that out of the way, <laughs> So this is your second run on your DIY retro special. This is my second run. Yeah, this is yes. my second run. And so just so I know what's going on, I have two Stearman press tanks. One is the new textured size sided tank, and one is the smooth side tank. I am going to be doing my new concoc concoction in the new textured side tank, and the old retro special concoction in the old smooth side tank just so we're all on the same page, because I will forget this. So, 
I'm going to dump out my pre-soak, which is that lovely Fomapan green blue. And someone just recently posted a story on Instagram um, saying, hey, I'm, I'm conspiracy of cartographers now, as they were pouring out their uh, green Fomapan pre-wash. Uh, I love things like that. So, okay, <laughs> I'm going to start. I, it's four and a half minutes for retro special. In, mm-hmm. For retro pan and retro special, and for yours, which is FOMA one hundred, it is four minutes. So I'm going to start, and I will tell you when to start, unless you have a timer. Am I your timer this time? No, you aren't. Oh, well, how about that? Sorry. Right, well, I'm going to start, and I'm going to add the new concoction. Okay. And I'm going to add the retro special to the other one. And so yes, I am double fisting. I'm double fisting steam and press tanks. It's something I do kind of a lot. Whoa! And I just spilled a bunch. Also, a good reason to not do this. <laughs> um, another good reason is it takes forever to get an initial agitation down. So. I am now agitating both, and I will probably give it a little more than four and a half minutes. Now the 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 sheet that you get with the Foma with Foma's retro special it tells you, I think four and a half to five minutes or something like that for 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 retro pan film, and I will give it a little bit more than four and a half. D- uh, agitating every thirty seconds. Okay, so I hope everybody got that. Um, basically, I'm using powders. You do have to be you do have to be careful when you're mixing powders. You should be masked up and gloved up. You should be doing it with proper ventilation. And I'm not going to tell you don't do this at home. Do this at home, but do it safely. So Vanya, what are your photos of? I took a little trip up to um, Crestline yesterday with my dad. Ooh. And uh, I just brought one camera, and I figured I wasn't going to shoot. I ended up taking four shots, so. Oh, nice. Actually, that's a lie. I took three shots, and I just took a shot of auto <laughs> as my fourth <laughs> shot, which I've, um, I haven't, I need to be a little bit better about taking some pictures of him. Um, so yeah. He's... Otto is my oldest pug. He's 13, and he is not doing very well. I do not know how much longer he's going to be around, so I'm trying to enjoy him as much as possible. Oh, Yeah, he's a good buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. What about <laughs> you? What did you shoot? Uh, well, there is a little, not really a park, but a little space next to the I-90 bridge going across the canal in Seattle, and there is, like, a a weird, like, substation there with some kind of interesting-looking electrical structures. And so I took some stuff of that, just because I wanted to place... I was just doing some test shots. I didn't want to do test shots around the house. I wanted to get out and and shoot something. Good. And so I took, I think, six or eight shots there, and I did this specifically to test this. What camera did you use? Did you say I that? used the Graflex handheld, okay. the um, the Crown Graphic. Okay. So these are four by five sheets. Okay. And this has been really fun. I've never really kind of um, 
like backwards engineered a developer before. And I learned a little bit about MSDS sheets. I learned a little bit about reading more carefully. And I learned a little bit about what different chemicals can do to the liquid. I mean, you add a chemical and it, and it turned it dark, black. And I'm not really sure why. Um, I don't really understand that. I thought it was oxidation. Somebody said it's probably not. So I don't know. I don't know words. So I'm just kind of not poking around blindly. I'm doing it safely and, and you know, trying to do it with as much knowledge as I possibly can. That reminds me, we have, <laughs> we have the film photography, like, book with all the um, different um, recipes for we Black do. and White Developer. Is yeah. Retro Special not in that? It is not in that, as far as I can tell. The last time I looked, however, I was looking for... Um, a developer. I'm pouring mine out. Are we adding the stuff? I was looking for a developer that was just three ingredients. One of those ingredients not being sodium sulfite. Because this does grain out. I don't know if it's something that I would use. I wouldn't use it in 35, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know if I would use really, I don't know if I would use any of the FOMAs in 35. I'm sure a lot of people are getting some really great results, but it just seems very, very grainy. But a lot of people really, really like the grain. So maybe, you know, I don't know. But I like it in, in I like it in 4x5. I like it in 120, uh, though it is kind of grainy. And, uh, yeah, I, I haven't really shot much of it in 35. So I guess I don't really know. And if you're wondering what book I was talking about, it's called The Film Developing Cookbook. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you are interested in making your own developers, I highly re recommend getting that book. Yeah. There's also The Darkroom Cookbook. Is that the one? Mm -hmm. It's a bigger book. And I was talking with um, August, uh, Ancillary Adams, mm -hmm. about, about this. And he's the one who sent me... A few, a, a few pictures of the darkroom cookbook. A uh, few like page shots of it. Because I don't have that. You have that one. And so he sent me a few pages out of that. And that's how I figured out that it was probably sodium sulfite. So thank you so much for that, Ancillary Adams. It was a... <laughs> it was a big help. And you know what, what helped the most, however, was just slowing down and reading properly. That's mm -hmm. so important. If you're reading something, I mean, the more you read, especially with when it comes to things like safety sheets or just things that you need to do for precautions, uh, the, the more the safer you're going to be, and the, the closer to accurate you're going to be. So I am fixing now. Well, I'm about to. I'm pouring in the fixer, and I'm hoping I have enough fixer to do both tanks. I'm pretty sure I do. Mm. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mix a thousand milliliters a liter, and you know, as you use it, you kind of you uh, it depletes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, I think I have enough. Uh, I'll keep it agitating just to make sure. It's just a sheet. I mean, I could always. Well, actually, what I could do is is just take the lids off and and fix. Uh, Fix that way, and maybe I'll do that. Kind of like peaking. It is peaking. 
But when you're experimenting, sometimes you don't know if you're going to get anything, you know, any good results. So why do the full five minute fix if it's if there's nothing there to fix? So how long do you recommend fixing before you open the top and be a peeker? I don't know. Uh, I I do ten seconds. I I don't know, but you know, ten seconds. If you're really worried about it, thirty seconds. And what you would be worried, what you would be, oh man, what you would be worried about would be exposing it too early to, to light, mm-hmm. uh, which could be a problem, or it could not be. But why, you know, I don't know. I've never really seen that discussed. So, but so why why not err on the side of caution there? So I have the retro special open, and there is an image there. It doesn't look like it's fully cleared yet. Oh, and it doesn't look like I do have enough. I don't have enough uh, fixer in there. So that part isn't going to clear. I've got to flip that over. Put that in there so it clears on that side. And my own concoction. Uh... I, have, I do have enough fixer in there, and I do have I do have images on both. I've got images. Yay! Yay! So, how about the staining? You got some staining going on? No, I have no staining, and I, the staining came specifically from whatever I did wrong last time. Okay. Well, yeah, that, because of the um, preservative, right? Yeah. Well, because okay. of the, uh, I, I guess it was because of not adding sodium sulfite. I guess. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure what happened, hmm. but it seems to have been the problem. I guess we'll say it's, okay. it was the problem, but I can't be I can't be 100 sure of it. It's literally a sample size of one, so making like a a hard and fast. This is why I can't do that. But it seems to have worked this time, mm-hmm. and so I've been I've been fixing for three minutes, and we're probably getting pretty close to it being fully fixed. Fomapan seems to fix pretty quickly, and Ilford Rapid Fix. So I have a question. I, obviously, yeah. you have you had all these um, chemicals at home already because of your ECN two kits, and you know, trying these new developers for Dev Party. What if someone wanted to do this on their own? How much do you think they would have to invest to start working on making their own developer? What would they have to do? How much would they have to invest? Oh, boy. Um, probably more than it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> probably more than it's worth. I mean, I do a lot of this because I do, I do the ECN2 kit, so I have a lot of this this stuff just lying around a lot of these chemicals mm-hmm. just lying around and a few of them like metal and hydroquinone i just bought because they were kind of cheap on the cheaper side um i think there's some basic chemicals that you could buy that would kind of do you well and that would be well what i have here hydroquinone uh metal sodium carbonate sodium sulfite and there's a few others but i think the best place to start would be to get one of the darkroom cookbooks or the um, film photography cookbook, because okay. it'll give you some some real basic ones to do first. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm not. A, I mean, I kind of wanted to do this. It's the first time I've did it. I've done it. I sort of wanted to experiment to see if I could do it, if it could be done, and it can be. Apparently, we're gonna you know wash these and then scan them and all of that and see what, what what's up, but. Yeah, it, this is just science. You can figure it out. It's not magic. There's no, I mean, there's proprietary formulas, but these are things that can be figured out. 
Uh, This is maybe a little more advanced than most people would be into. Even me. I'm not incredibly into this. I just wanted to figure this one out. And there's no real reason to. Uh, the the Foma Pan, uh, what is the uh, Foma's retro special is like eight bucks for a liter, and the liter lasts you a few months. It's not a yeah. lot of money. I think my retro special I've had since August. Oh, okay, that's a long time. You probably should replace that. Yeah, but I haven't really developed that many rolls in it. Okay, well, there's two things that can go wrong with with any developer. And one is that it's exhausted from developing too much film. And the other one, it's it's sitting around and gotten bad, whether it's oxidized or whatever. So both of those things can happen. Uh, both of those things can happen at the same time. So, yeah, you should know your shelf life and you should know uh, there is a word for that that is not in my head right now, but how many roles it can develop roughly. And try to keep track of that if you're using a developer that... Uh, you can reuse and reuse, like this, apparently, or like C41 or ECN2, things like that. Most black and white developers are one-shots, and you mix a little bit and you toss it. Those are always fresh. Well, you know what? We have commercial sign right now, so let's just go to commercial. RC Cola can refresh, revive, renew. RC Cola can really get to you. Yeah, I'm a cola loving woman, and I'm looking for a cola loving man. All right, uh, we are done washing. We're back, and we are, back. We are re- ready to pull the negative. So we are, Eric, Vanya. Would you like to go first? Okay, so I'm going to pull the negative that I developed in the Retro Special. This is the one that comes straight from FOMA. So, I, like I said before, I, I had peaked. We, I did have images. Uh, so basically what I'm doing is I'm pulling it out of, a, out of the bath, and I am looking at it, and it looks... I remember this shot. Um, it looks a little, a little hazy and blown out, but that's kind of... It's soft, you know? It's, it's called... <laughs> it's called uh, retro pan soft, so it's gonna look soft. Okay. And now I'm going to pull the DIY and do that again. Well, I mean, it looks it looks like it's supposed to look, you know, kind of identical. I don't know, they do look a little different. Last time I did this, even though one was stained and one wasn't, they did look pretty similar. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't see any light leaks. I guess we'll see. How how about you? What what's uh What's going on with yours? Uh, let's let's pull it out. Let's see what we got. So I have four, two and a quarter, three and a quarter sheets. Okay. And the first one is blank. <laughs> Never a good sign. <laughs> All right. Let's see what the second one looks like. And that one's blank too. Uh oh. <laughs> wow. Right, let's keep going. <laughs> And the third one is blank as well. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, do you have any others in there? Yeah, one more. Okay, let's see if this one is blank. Oh, I got a picture. Weird. Yeah, okay. Four, four, 
Fourth time's a charm. That's what they always say. What, um, uh, why do you think you didn't get pictures before? Well, that's a good question. I do not know. I, actually, I do know. I'm a liar. I'm a big fat liar. I know exactly why. Okay, why? Because the holders, they had a film in them. And I thought that the notch was similar. And I was like, well, I'm just going to... I'm just going to give it a shot. So these are actually uh, Kodak Safety 424. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I don't know what that is. Maybe an old Tri-X or something. Something. So those three images didn't come out, and the only image that did come out was actually Arista. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so mystery, uh, not even there. No, no, not at all. <laughs> okay, so you got one. I got two that... Maybe a little different than from each other, we don't know. So I think what we're going to have to do is f flash forward into the future and see what we've got. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Okay, well, here we are all the way in the future. So do you want to take a look at yours first? Sure. Okay, so as a reminder, you developed Arista 100, which is from a Pan 100, and then and then a couple of random shots that you said didn't turn out, but there's some images there. Yeah, so I thought there was nothing, but once they dried, I could see that there was a very, very faint image, uh, and that was the Kodak Safety 424, which Eric tells me doesn't exist, but... I didn't say that. I did scan it, and it does say it on the side that he can read, so take that. <laughs> 424 is probably an old infrared film or an old aerochrome film. Mm -hmm. I know that 2424 is that, and 5424 is also that. So 424, it, it could be an aerochrome film. I do not know. I could mm. be wrong about that. It could just be like some old-ass Tri-X or something. Possibly. Uh, I think if I had shot it at 6 instead of 100 ISO, I might have gotten something. Oh, I think you would have, yeah. Uh, it looks like there was still some photosensitivity. Uh, you can make out that I took a picture of my dad and Marley, uh, okay. but you cannot see their faces. Mm -mm. You do see an epic thumbprint right in the middle, though. You that do. That would be probably mine. <laughs> probably. Probably yours. <laughs> uh, the other one that I shared, which I'm kind of bummed it didn't work, work out, is Otto. Yeah, you can barely make him out, but he's there. He is there. You can see him. And I think it would have been a cool shot. And I would like to maybe shoot him with some Ansco film. I think I hmm. still have a few more of those packs that are expired in like 40s and 50s. So I yeah. might try to shoot him with some of that old stuff. You should. Um, I've noticed more and more I really like the imperfections and weird marks on film. And maybe I'm just prepping myself for wet plate. Maybe. <laughs> but you do have one that did turn out. I do. And this this photo is of Silverwood Lake. I have a little fallout cabin <laughs> that is secret. No one knows about. And now you all know, so it's not secret anymore. A way I go up to it, and then there's a way that I leave. And I leave a certain way, and it's the back way. It takes longer to get home. But uh, I do enjoy it because it's very scenic. You get to see a lot of really beautiful mountains. We've we still have some snow on some of um, the higher mountains, so it's it's kind of just like a a gorgeous uh, back road. I really like to take. I also just wanted to say 
I absolutely adore shooting two and a quarter, three and a quarter. Yeah, you seem to. Yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> really take into that. So what do you think of Fama Pam 100, Arista 100 in the retro special developer? I wish I could have gotten more pictures with it. I only have one to look at. Sure. So I didn't take any of the lint off and I didn't no. even try to take any of the lint off. So it looks pretty retro to me. It looks like an old photo. It does, um, doesn't if, it? Yeah. I think the only thing that actually dates this is on the very bottom of the frame, there's a little beach with some picnic tables and that looks uh, yeah. fairly new. Yeah, fairly modern, probably 10 years old. This is like F-16 with the RB, which, and you can't really see very well when you change it. So I noticed myself uh, opening it up to, you know, whatever, 4.5, getting it ready. I think I set this down on a wall, so it just made it easier to focus it, and then I switched it back to uh, F-16. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I like retro. I've shot it a few times before. Mm -hmm. I shot it in Texas. Uh, one of my favorite roles of some old signs and things I developed in, in Retro Special. Yeah. It's a good developer. It's really fun. I think it gives a special look to FOMA. I think a lot of people maybe don't shoot FOMA because they're like, oh, it's not that great or it's cheap, but... FOMA is fucking awesome. And Arista. I'm, I'm talking about FOMA net. This is actually Arista. It's the same stuff. Yes. I mean, you can shoot whatever the hell you want, but I would recommend shooting both of those because they are cheap. You can shoot more and it's fun to experiment. It is. Let's get the results for your uh, triple blind test here. <laughs> so let's start with the one that was developed in FOMA retro special. Okay. Okay. It looks like a normal gray day in Seattle, which it was. Mm -hmm. And you can't really tell much until you compare it to the other one. Mm -hmm. Now, the other one, it looks very, very similar. The grain structure, I think, is very similar to the FOMA Retro Special. Would you notice any differences, though? I do. The electric pole is a lot darker gray in the FOMA. And then in the DIY, it looks a little bit softer and lighter in shade as well. There's a bit of lightness. I don't know if it's lightness or less sharpness. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm zooming in on it. Because the, the tones seem pretty close. It's just that the FOMA developer, the non-DIY one, is very is much sharper. It looks sharper because it, it did render darker. You know how sometimes if you just darken something a little bit, It'll it looks yeah. a little bit sharper? That's kind of what it looks like okay. to me. What yeah. were your settings? I was shooting f4.5 150th of a second. Oh, okay. So you're pretty wide open. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, mm. you know, they're both the exact same position. You know, they're, they're both the exact same shot. And you can tell that. I mean, everything's pretty much in the same exact focus. So my conclusion is that I'm close. I'm really, you're, really close. <laughs> you're pretty close. I would say even that if I didn't see the FOMA retro special picture and I only saw my DIY one, I wouldn't notice a difference. I wouldn't notice that there was a problem, right? Yeah, I think so. Nothing, it doesn't look overly soft. I wouldn't say I prefer the DIY one better, more. I, I like the FOMA one better. But there is something kind of gray and misty, like gray and mistier about the faded, and we're looking at the top of the electrical pole here. Mm -hmm. There's something a little bit grayer about it and maybe a little more fitting for a gray Seattle day mm -hmm. where everything is very middle and washed out. Nothing else really seems all that different though. 
Does it? Do the negatives look the same, similar when you put them side by side? Yeah. Does one look thinner than the other one? Because no. you did do the same time for each one. So yeah. maybe it's missing like maybe even four minutes instead of four and a half because you did four and a half, right? Yeah, that's true. If I, if I did one at four and one at four and a half, maybe I made a faster developer. But mm-hmm. yeah, the negatives look and you can't see them here, but they look almost identical. I mean, I mean, I'm saying almost. They look identical. So I will stick with the $8 every three months to FOMA rather than the you know 50 cents to me every three months with the DIY. I will stick with the FOMA. Just, you know, why not? It just makes sense. If I have to, if I run out and it doesn't work and I need to develop a bunch of FOMA retro for some reason, I know I can make it. I know I can do it. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. So let's toss it back to the past. All right. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Hey, thanks, uh, future Eric and future Vanya. Very, very fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> very fun. I don't know if this was a fun episode for anybody. Uh, it was incredibly <laughs> fun for me because I got to play with chemicals and I got to create a developer that works. And um you know in the future if it worked perfectly i do not know yet i am still past eric future eric does know uh Mm -hmm. this is not something that i'm going to use um i'm going to stick with the stock foma Mm -hmm. um but i do know that i can maybe reverse engineer some 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 proprietary developers from the msda sheets if for some reason i want to do that yes uh, Vanya, what did you learn? Well, um, I guess I learned that I didn't really learn anything. I mean, I had a feeling that I wasn't going to get a few pictures, but I didn't realize that I used, uh, two backs. I thought it was only, sorry, see, again, with the backs, two holders that had okay. those film. I thought I only used one of those. Oh, so I was okay. at least thinking I was going to get two pictures, uh, instead of okay. one, but... Eh, you know, do you okay. think that maybe you learned that when you get used film holders from people and that have already film in them that you should probably just either throw them away or, or, or test them, but not really expect them and maybe keep track of them? Yes, I should. What I should okay. do is uh, stand develop at least two sheets and see what happens. And if they look like they're blank, then try to shoot them. And then I'll know what they are. I'm hoping if they're developed correctly, cause it'll okay. say on the, on the side. Um, I think that I, I think it's important to try to at least use the film and not just dump it. I don't really, okay. I mean, unless it's like color, maybe I can understand like people like, okay, I don't want to deal with this, but sure. I think, that is a joy that I, and that's what I like when I get these cameras, you know, they, they have these little personalities handwritten on, on back again with the back, <laughs> never going to not say backs. Uh, you know, there's little pieces of old, you know, corroded paper tape with someone's handwriting. Yeah. Um, and all these little tiny things that make, make them, I don't know, make the cameras unique and special and, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you never know. Maybe one day I will develop something and something extraordinary will be on them. I mean, you hear about those, those things hap- happening all the time. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would at least feel good 
to just at least try than not. Yeah. And if I don't get anything, then I don't get anything. It's not a big deal. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, don't expect much from used film that you get in used holders, but maybe give it a shot. More than likely, the person selling them has opened up the holders and have exposed the film. Possibly. Almost, almost guaranteed. But maybe not. So on that, I guess uh, we can wrap. Yes. All right. So thank you for listening. We're sorry if this was maybe a little bit more an intensive episode. We hope it was somewhat interesting and that somebody was maybe inspired to do something stupid like, you know, backwards engineer developer from MSDS Sheets. Again, if you do it, be safe. Hey, we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye-bye.